Hey everyone, Coach Chris here. I'm back recording another episode of the Night and Runs podcast. And today we got a lot of good stuff coming up. We're actually organizing our next team event at the MR8K in Boston, Massachusetts on December 4th. And in partnership with my teammate, Mike Preston, and his real estate company, Century 21 Revolution, we're actually sponsoring free registration for anyone on the Night and Lions or the greater Night and Runs community who would like to join the race and run with us. So if you're interested in joining us in person at that race, please just send me an email, nightandruns at gmail.com, and I'll be happy to connect you with the registration code that you need to get free registration for the event. Last year, um, in conjunction with Mike's Century 21 Revolution, we were the number one fundraiser at the event there, uh, the Martin Richard 8K, which is in memory of uh, the eight-year-old boy, uh, Martin Richard, who passed away during the Boston Marathon bombings. It's going to be a really fun event. We had about a dozen athletes from the team run it last year, and we're going to be having an after party uh, at a local bar. So hope to see some of you there. If you haven't already, uh, get a copy of my book. You can get it from nightandruns.com. Earlier this year, I released Run Faster Marathons, The Proven Path to PR. And you can get a free ebook edition uh, if you just go to my website and click the download button where it says free book download. If you want to get a paperback or Kindle version of the book, you can find it on Amazon just by searching for Run Faster Marathons, The Proven Path to PR. Let's go into a little bit of the race highlights from the past week. This was actually a bit of a quiet week, a little bit of a lull in the marathon season. We actually had nobody on the team do a marathon, I think for the first time in months But we did have two athletes do something a little bit different and competed in a Spartan race. And Rose, shout out to her, she's a great obstacle course racer. She was fourth place in her age group at the Boston Spartan 5K in Fenway Park. She was telling me one of the obstacles was the javelin and she had to throw a spear into a target from a pretty far distance away. It's not easy. One of the things I coach for my high school girls is the javelin throw, and that those things are pretty crazy. So congratulations, Rose and Dennis. You both had a really, really good race. This upcoming week, we have two athletes running the Philadelphia Marathon. James and Dominic have been working really hard all summer and fall in preparation for the Philadelphia Marathon. Both are looking to run personal bests. And the weather looks awesome. It's going to be really cold, close to freezing, but I don't think too cold where they'll not be able to run their best. I think some of my best races and those from the team were in weather like this. So you both, I know, are going to be in store for an awesome, awesome day. And if your training is any indication and your recent race performances, you're both going to run a PR there. So good luck, guys. As I'm recording this, it's 
November 17th. And I think about half of the team is going to be running a turkey trot in the upcoming week. I'm going to be doing one too, the Pawtucket Turkey Trot. I think it's the biggest one here in Rhode Island. It's put on by the Run Roadie organization. I think it's called the Rhode Island uh, Family Turkey Trot. And I've actually never done a turkey trot before, so I'm kind of excited. The 5K has become arguably my favorite distance to personally race, and I'm really, really excited about it. It's amazing how training like a marathoner can actually get you faster at every race distance. I was talking with a woman earlier this week who was saying that just raising her mileage and doing marathon training has improved her 5k time significantly. And this is so true. People, especially marathoners, will often say this offhand comment like, oh, I'm not in 5k shape. I'm not going to do good at this race. But that's completely bullcrap. It's not true. Being in marathon training shape is being in 5k shape. The best thing you can do to be a better runner and a faster runner is to run more miles. There's times where that's not the focus of what you should do, just doing more miles. But the reason why people improve at every distance from one mile run to marathon by marathon training is because you're running more. So go into that 5K if you're coming off of a marathon training cycle, confident that you're going to run a good race. It doesn't matter if you haven't done 5K specific workouts or fast track reps recently, you can still run a really, really good race. A question that I got this week was actually about how do you warm up for the 5K distance? My athlete, Asha, I was speaking with her earlier today. And she said, you know, it takes me a couple of miles to get into my groove. So how exactly do you warm up for a 5K? And this is so important because to run your best 5K, you need to be warm at the starting line, especially this time of year, a turkey trot, for example, where if you're in the north, it could be freezing at the start of the race. You need to be warmed up physically. Your heart rate needs to be elevated and your muscles need to be loose so that you can run your best. Though the 5K is an endurance event, a general rule of thumb is the shorter the race, the more thoroughly you want to warm up. So this is why I actually don't even really recommend warming up for the marathon, but for something like the 5K, you do want to warm up a lot. And you really don't need to worry about not having, or you don't need to worry about warming up too much. You really can't do that unless you're a new runner where simply running the three-mile distance is going to be a lot for you. But if you can comfortably run five, six, seven miles, you really don't need to worry about warming up too much for the 5K. And this is how you want to do it. You want to get to the race about an hour before your 5K starts. This is going to give you plenty of time to do everything that you need to do without rushing before the race begins. And you should actually, if you're not totally comfortable with this, write down an itinerary, okay? So if a race starts at 8 a.m., you want to arrive on site at 7 a.m. 
you want to go pick up your bib and get it on, you know, get, figure out the scene, everything that's going on. But then you want to start your warm up 30 to 40 minutes before your 5K begins. And then you want to jog easily for a certain amount of time. And this, um, the amount of time is really going to vary from individual to individual. So I would say a runner who is comfortable handling seven or more miles in a single run, and that's not going to tire them out, you should go and run for 15 to 20 minutes before the start of your 5K. This is why you need to start 30 to 40 minutes before the race begins. You jog for 15 to 20 minutes. You may cover one, two, maybe even two and a half miles in this time frame. But the jog is going to warm you up. It's going to get the crap out of your body so that you don't need to deal with that in mile one of the 5K. The goal is to finish your jog, I would say, 15 to absolute max 20 minutes before the start of the race. Then you want to immediately go into stretching and any dynamic warm-up exercises that you like. If you go to nightandruns.com slash warm dash up, I have actually listed out this process for how you go through the warm-up. And I've included a video at the bottom. It's actually by Nick Simmons, uh, Olympian in the 800 meters. And he's a, a four-minute miler in the in the mile as well that shows how to perform a world-class warm-up. And this is just what we should be doing as amateur runners as well to be our best. After you've gone through your dynamic warm-up stretches and activations, you want to do a few strides. And the way that I recommend doing these strides is practice how you will start the 5K. So find a clear stretch of road of about 100 meters where you can run out and practice starting the race and go out at your 5K starting pace for 20 to 30 seconds or about 100 meters and feel smooth and relaxed at that 5K starting pace. Then wait a minute or two, maybe walk back to where you started and repeat that two to four times. This is going to get you really comfortable with what pace you should start at. It's going to physically prime your body for going out at your race pace in mile one. And it's going to mentally help you from starting too fast. The best way to run a 5K is to be patient at the beginning. Though you need to be warm so that you can run fast, you don't want to run too fast at the beginning. You need to be calm. You need to not exceed your race plan and your goal pace in that first mile. Probably the biggest mistake you can make in road 5K is starting faster than your target race pace. You want to try to run as close to even splits as possible. And if you have any doubt about your current level of fitness, you want to try to run a little bit progressively so that the final mile is your fastest. 
don't really worry about your first mile being too slow. Confident runners who know what they're capable of and are smart enough to run a good race to the best of their ability are okay starting a little bit slow, knowing that they can dig deep and close fast. Some of the folks on the team are really good at this concept from the get-go and can run a progressive race. Others struggle with it. But if you think that you're the type of person who struggles with this, if you tend to go out too fast, just recognize that. And at the starting line, tell yourself to be calm, be patient, and ease into things. Remember, mile one should be comfortable. If it feels hard at all, just back off and stay comfortable. And that's how you warm up for a 5K. For everyone on the team and everyone out there listening who's running a turkey trot in this upcoming week, follow that warm-up strategy, and I guarantee you're going to run a better race having done it. Like I mentioned at the top of this call, in a few weeks on December 4th, we're going to be hosting our next Night and Runs team event. It's in partnership with Century 21 Revolution, which is the real estate company of Mike Preston, who's one of the Night and Lions, longtime lion. And Mike's company is generously paying the registration fee for anyone listening to this who would like to be a part of the team and run with us. We're going to have an after party at a nearby brewery, and it's going to be a lot of fun. If you're interested in joining, just shoot me an email, nightandruns at gmail.com, and let me know, and I'll send you information about getting registered. Anyone listening to this, whether you're part of the Night and Lions team, the athletes who I coach one-on-one, or just a fan of the show, or you like what we do over here, you're welcome to join us. So shoot me an email if you're interested. The other topic that I wanted to talk about today, I've gotten a number of questions about this over the course of this week. And as we head into the winter, this topic is on more and more people's mind. And that's just questions about treadmills and running on treadmills. I've gotten a whole bunch of questions about this. You know, from is it okay to run? on treadmills, you know, if I'm following a training plan, if I'm working with you as as my coach, is it okay if I do treadmill runs? Um, you know, am I am I not preparing myself for the realities of what it's like to race on the road if I'm doing that? Um even even just getting questions about, hey, you know, the winter's coming and a lot of times running on a treadmill can be helpful from a Safety perspective, time of day, daylight is dwindling this time of year. Folks are interested in buying treadmills. They don't know where to start. So I just want to answer some of the questions and concerns people have about treadmills here. And hopefully this clears up some of the confusion. So the first thing is, if you run on a treadmill... Don't trust the data that's coming through on your GPS watch. 
it gets very, very screwy. The pace is probably going to be wrong. It seems like it's usually slow for some reason. Don't trust that pace that's on your watch. If you're someone who I coach and your runs upload into Final Surge and I review them on a daily basis, just know that the data that comes in there, the pace that comes in, I know that's wrong if it's a treadmill run. It's probably slower than what you're actually running. Rather than rely on the data from your watch when treadmill running, you should take the data off of the treadmill display. So it should st- it should still tell you the elapsed time, the total distance you covered, and then you should also know your pace because you can generally set, often it's in miles per hour on the treadmill, but you can convert your miles per hour to minutes per mile and know how fast you were running. Use the data always off of the treadmill. Don't trust the data on your watch. And you can manually adjust it in Final Surge if you're someone who I coach. Uh, And if you're not, just know that you shouldn't be trusting the data on your watch. If it says you're running slow because you're on a treadmill, don't believe that. Just go with whatever's on the actual treadmill itself. The next question is, you know, is it even okay to run on a treadmill? Like, is that going to impact your run training at all should you try to avoid running on the treadmill should you you know force yourself to go outside and i think that running on a treadmill it's not an exact substitute for running outside but it's good enough i feel like it's about 90 percent the same there's 10 percent that's a little bit different It's generally going to be a little bit easier to run on a treadmill at certain paces if it's a motorized one with the belt moving underneath you. Workouts like tempo workouts can be really easy to do on a treadmill because you just set the pace and then you try to keep up with the belt. It's going to be a little bit easier to do that on a treadmill where the belt's spinning underneath you than it actually is outside and you you are fully responsible for for propelling yourself. There's other factors as well, you know, wind resistance being outside, um, different surfaces where you're going to spring off of them with different amounts of kind of pushback versus what the treadmill might have. But it's about 90% of the, the same. So I really do think that you can run on the treadmill as much as you want and still feel very confident with your run training. That said, a huge part of running well and to the best of your ability in races is just your confidence with the environment you know knowing what it feels like to push yourself hard push yourself towards your limits you know throttling back or pushing harder at different times and you're only really gonna get a feeling for that getting an innate feeling for what that's like by being outside and road running over various types of terrains and through various types of weather so i would never encourage someone to do the majority of their running on treadmill but it's a good tool to have in your toolbox the other question i had this week was actually you know what treadmill should I buy or you know should I sign up for a gym if I want to run on one and for this I actually pulled my audience I've never 
owned an at-home treadmill. I've used them in gyms and never really paid too much attention to what the brand was. So I have a Facebook community. It's the Run Faster Marathons community on Facebook. And it's the companion community for my book, Run Faster Marathons, which you can get on Amazon in paperback or download a free digital copy off my website. I pulled in the Facebook group what people use. And I also asked in our Night and Lions group on Facebook, which is the community of athletes who I coach one-on-one. And I got a ton of great responses. So if you're listening to this, uh, please sign up for the Run Faster Marathons community on Facebook or take a look in the Lions group if you're being coached by me now and look at what people recommended. I'm actually going to be compiling all these recommendations in the next week or so and putting together a blog post on my website about this. So if you're listening to this podcast in the future, you can just go to nightandruns.com slash blog and try to find the post on there. It seems like there's a bunch of different great options with different features and at different price points. So if it works for you know one passionate runner in this community, then it'll probably work for you as well. All right. Those were the topics I wanted to touch on today. So we talked a little bit about how to warm up properly for a 5K race. Good luck to everyone running in turkey trots this upcoming weekend. I hope to have a lot of good recap stories to share in the next episode. And we talked a little bit about treadmills, um, whether you should trust your watch or the treadmill data is it okay to run on treadmills and which treadmill should you buy if you're considering buying one? Hope this episode was helpful and we'll see you in the next one. But before I go, just want to let you all know, I do have a couple of spots open still for one-on-one coaching for the end of this year and into the spring season. Folks who are looking at doing spring marathons, like the Boston Marathon, for example, really should be getting started now with their training. The foundation for a great spring marathon is built in these months of November and December. So if you're interested in being coached by me, just go to nightandruns.com slash coaching. You can read about the services I offer and You can click the button to apply for coaching if you're so inclined. And again, if you haven't downloaded a copy of my book yet, you can get a free copy at nightandruns.com. Run Faster Marathons, The Proven Path to PR. And if you prefer a paperback copy or Kindle copy, they're available for order from Amazon. All right, guys and girls, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have a great Thanksgiving and a great day. Bye.